Welcome to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the wide, wide, beautiful world of Nintendo. I am James Matamontamagno. And I am Michael Rivette. Oh my goodness, buddy. I've missed you. I've missed you. I've missed you too. You've been, you know, world traveler again this this week. I have been. I'm back and now I'm kind of, uh, I'm out. I'm back from Alaska, the great unknown. It was quite beautiful. We... Uh, I did not see any moose. Uh, Heather saw a moose. Uh, I did see a lot of other critters. We saw a bear uh, come real close, a baby cub. And then I said, where's mama? And I, I ran. We scurried away really fast. But it was literally 20 feet away from us. It was crazy. So you saw this just like around. It wasn't like you were on a tour or something. You were just out about and you saw a bear. We were just walking one of the trails in downtown Anchorage and uh, someone came up and they're like, there's a bear up there. Be careful. And we're like, what? <laughs> like, no big, like no big deal. They're like, you heard about the bear, right? And I'm like, um, what? Oh, 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 there's a bear. There's literally a bear right there. So it was pretty fun. Yeah, it was that's a cool. good day. Yeah. Yeah, that's it was very lovely. cool. I did not have anything quite as exciting. I, I will say I've been very busy this week. We've had a couple um, uh, for anybody that you know, tuned in later in the show, missed our intro. I'm a designer, so I've been doing a lot of proposals and working on stuff like that this week. So it's been a little hectic. Anytime we have to put these proposals together, it's it's a hectic week. But that's that's consumed most of my time. No bear sightings, no anything uh, exciting like that, though. Well, you still have next week, uh, so you never know before the end of <laughs> June. So you got some days to get your bear sightings in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so how about we kick off all of our Nintendo news this week and we're going to start with something kind of fun. I thought it was really fun. I know you thought it was fun. I, I'm pretty sure you talked about it a little bit. Nintendo and Microsoft put out a cross play commercial, basically showcasing how they're both working together for people to play Minecraft. And I thought it was awesome. I haven't seen anything like that before. And it was really cool to see, you know, these two powerhouses, two of the three kind of, sharing the same stage together yeah it was really cute and the video had on the left an xbox a girl playing an xbox one and on the right uh, a kid playing uh, the, the nintendo switch and they're playing together and nintendo did a really cute tweet it was like hey hey microsoft now that we have cross playing minecraft why don't we build something together and it, you know it's kind of leaving out sony a little bit it's a nice little jab i thought so it was cool because they had like create explore and it was together so it was survive together do all these and it ended on survive together so like in the video it was like create together build together survive together i was like whoa that's like just a shower, like just like a, a blow at Sony. I thought it was it was cute and undercut and I loved all of it. And I hope that they work together to do more of this stuff in the future. Yeah, I think this is only going to benefit the gamers. I think this is fantastic that, you know, you have two of these powerhouses coming together to play and, and like share together. Um, and we're going to benefit, you know, people that play on any platform, whether, you know, it is Microsoft, Nintendo or both. I think we're going to benefit. And I and I I hope and I'm not I it's kind of confusing to see some uh, Sony. I would say they're fanboys because they're so loyal. There's obviously a huge portion of Sony um, fans that are pushing back on them for this crossplay issue. But. I don't understand why anybody would be like, oh, it's it's okay. They're winning anyway. Yeah. I, I That's don't what they think. understand that stance at all. So I love this. Yeah. It's kind of mind boggling when you look back at how 
Sony kind of poked at Microsoft so long ago. We all know that I work for Microsoft, but I don't work on the Xbox division. But still, it's it's quite interesting to see these companies come together. And I'd love to see more collaboration in the future. So we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and now we, you and I can play together because you play often on your Xbox. And now I can download it on my Switch. Yeah, yeah you definitely need yeah. to get it. I'm telling you, you will love it. I'll, I'll be I'm still that person that I see people playing Minecraft. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. What was happening? I don't know. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a zombie over there. What's going on? Everything's block. That's my Minecraft synopsis. Uh, yeah. But at the same time, you know, if you think of the ecosystem of all games, games are selling really well. And just like last month, this month, the NPDs came out. So the NPDs are the, the monthly charts. So the May NPDs were released. They come out about a month after it kind of gives us a nice little overview of what's happening in the gaming industry. Now, the uniqueness, though, of the NPDs is that it doesn't include digital copies. So it's only physical sales. But what's really cool is this month, May, Nintendo Switch had five of the top 20 games in it. Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze at number five, Hyrule Warriors at seven, Mario Kart 8, still selling a bajillion at number nine, Super Mario Odyssey. Apparently, some people still don't own it. 13 and Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, number 14. And I'll be interested uh, as kind of more sales and things happen around E3 to see if, you know, that picks up any steam uh, in general. And they also that's that's all of them. So that is, you know, the PlayStation, Xbox and Switch and PC, things that all go in there. That doesn't include any games that maybe were on multiple systems at one time. So like FIFA, you know, the Switch version gets bundled in there as kind of overall sales. But kind of recapping that, if you look at the physical just for Switch or 3DS, it's a lot of Nintendo goodies. It's almost the same chart over there for one through five. But Nintendo Labo did come in at number eight. Uh, Elder Scrolls came in at number 10 of all Switch physical copies sold and Mario and Rabbids still doing well at number nine. And of course, uh, they also recapped the 3DS. Real, No real surprises here. Pokemon, Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, number one and two. Shimagame Tensei, the one that just came out at number three. And then a bunch of Nintendo and stuff. Minecraft at number nine. That one's really interesting, actually. It's it's really fascinating to kind of get some of these facts and figures and see where things are standing. You know, I I'm still amazed when I see some of them, like you said, Elder Scrolls, Mario. I mean, those those are holding on, and and who still needs them? I mean, like last month, Super Mario Odyssey, that sold so crazy on the original kickoff, and it's kind of like I, I'm amazed they're still holding on. Because you would think everybody that wanted it has just got it by now. Yeah. And then now with that sale, I think you're going to see a big shift next month when we announce these. Yeah, I think so. And at the same time, you also have pe- new people buying the system, which shows if some of these games, uh, such as Mario Odyssey and Zelda, they continue to sell because the system is selling very, very well. Yeah, true. Now, speaking of the Pokemon series as a whole and some of these amazing numbers, we were reading a little blog article the other day and it gave us some facts and figures on Pokemon. It is the highest grossing franchise ever, ever, ever. $59.1 billion since 1995. Now, that's obviously included in the cartoons, the games, movies, any Pokemon related merch. But that's beating Star Wars, which comes in at 42.9. Crazy. That's bananas. That yeah. blows my mind. Blows my mind. And I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Billion. Jeez. 
Yeah. And, and I, now that's not, of course, for inflation, you know, adjusted for inflation. So it's kind of interesting. I don't know if they have that on Wikipedia. They break this down. And I've linked it to it there. But if you look at some of the the newer ones that have come across to like Wizarding World of Harry Potter, right, that is around the same time, 97, that's at 26.4 billion. So that's number four on the list. So kind of around the same era of, of, of video games. And what's interesting is that only includes retail sales of merch, mobile games and box office. And, you know, there's only a billion dollars in Pokemon box office because there's only the, you know, some of the cartoons ones that have come out. Uh, so it's kind of interesting to kind of think some of these other, you know, franchises that have hit everything uh, out there under the sun still can't even come close to, to, to Pokemon. Good old Pokemon. You know what I'm wondering? I, you know, you mentioned like Star Wars or some of the other Harry Potter franchises. I wonder if there's going to be a time we're going to see a Pokemon theme park, like, or a section of a theme park dedicated to Pokemon. Since it is so massive, it just seems like that would make perfect sense. I don't know what it would be, but I think that would, could be a potentially very cool theme park. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to add anything to the Mario themed park on or the Nintendo part of the theme park at Universal that they're coming out with, the partnership mm-hmm. they did. They didn't mention anything about Pokemon. And technically, it is a separate universe because it's owned by the Pokemon company. But that would be real. Cr- I mean, everyone would go. I would go to that. That'd be amazing. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, I guess that's a good in, though, right? So if, if Universal is already pairing with Nintendo on a Mario, it, it's not a far leap then for them to say, you know what? That's a huge market, but clearly this is the biggest. And they also have Harry Potter at Universal. So that could that would really be tempting and be making huge shifts for them, especially on, you know, their competition in Orlando with Disney. Yeah. All I want to do is drink butterbeer and eat rare candy. <laughs> uh, talking about a game that I have been playing besides Pokemon is Splatoon 2. And I've been playing the Octo expansion, which is absolutely fantastical and extremely hard and amazing. Uh, uh, Polygon was reporting this week, as we all would know, hopefully by now that Splatoon 2, the online portion will actually be paid this fall. So we've been playing for free for over a year, uh, which is interesting and and good. And of course, the paid $20 a year thing is going to come out later this year. And Splatoon will be part of that. I believe all of the Nintendo games will be part of that. Uh, Hisashi uh, Nagami, the producer of Splatoon, actually wrote that he doesn't believe this will have any influence on the game. Uh, uh, He says, we imagine it will have some sort of influence or effect by the addition of uh, Nintendo Switch, but we want to use Nintendo Switch's uh, online's addition as a way to redouble our commitment to the community and reaffirm uh, for them that we're going to support this game more and more. So that sounds like, hey, you're going to be paying, you're going to be playing, we're going to be supporting uh, more and more for the online portion. He did in this interview say that they have no current plans for an additional single player content at all, which is kind of a bummer because the Octo expansion is amazing. However, I'm very happy that they're going to continue this game, but who knows, maybe there'll be a Splatoon 3 at some point. I'm, are you, I don't know about you. I am not bothered by this at all. $20 a year for the online service does not and we all knew this was coming so i'm curious to see if there is pushback i'm curious to see if anybody does complain about this but it doesn't this does not phase me no i don't it doesn't phase me at all i think it'll be just fine so in other game news we all know that wolfenstein 2 the new colossus will be coming out this week for the switch but we also got some news that wolfenstein the new order and its prequel 
will not be coming out. There's no currently no plans to have these released or remade for the Switch. Now, they asked Adam Crichton of the developer Panic Button, and he says that is a Bethesda discussion, and honestly, it's up to them and Nintendo to see what works out for, uh, for the platform. Personally, he thinks it would be interesting to see how those would get received um, after it launches and then end of the month what Bethesda does from there. So he's all for it based on the interview they have, but he's saying they got to wait and see and then they're going to go from there. But right now, there's no plans to remake any of this. I think that's kind of a bummer. I I have not played the original Wolfenstein, so I don't know if I can just jump in and play Wolfenstein 2. I don't know if it's kind of like that, if they really go hand in hand together or if I'm okay without playing the first. I have no idea. Yeah, I'm the same. I really want to pick up the new Colossus and... I'm not sure how it is. I've been watching some trailers. I don't really know if they're a completely separate game. I'd have to do a lot of research. It'd be much more willing for me to just buy a combo pack. Uh, But Mm. maybe there's just so much development that has to go in. But the nice thing is they have the engine running. And the same thing with Doom. They have the engine running. So there's in your mind, like, well, you already have the engine running and you have the resources to kind of bring it over. So it depends on resources. But what I do like is was what he said, right? He said he wants to see how the new Colossus does and how it's received. So my assumption is if we all buy Doom and all buy the new Colossus, maybe they'll bring more games. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Uh, something you and I've been playing, we'll talk about been playing games. We're all about those Pokemon Go's. We talked last week that the friends, the trading services are all live, the gifting system. And you and I were best friends. We are now, it's a Pokemon Go official. We are friends. We are friends. We are friends. Uh, Michael, James, friends for life in the Pokemon Go. And I sent you some gifts. Did you receive the gifts? Yeah, I sent you one too. Yeah, I got it. Gifts all around. Gifts for days. Uh, So if people don't know what this is, you uh, get a friends code because we all love friends codes. Uh, We love them. I love me some friends codes. Yes, gotta love a friend's code. And uh, Michael decided to send me a screenshot, which is the easiest way to copy and paste friend's codes into. <laughs> I want to cool. make you work for it. You got to earn it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, so I, I have more friends now. So what you do is you tap on your user and you swipe over to the right and you have, I have two friends. You can say add friend. Now the easiest way is there's a big button that says share, share my trainer code. And then you can share that with somebody. But once you send a friend request, they just get it, which is nice. Uh, so you don't have to each know each other's code. And yeah, so I, I can see what you did last. It looks you know, like you're crushing it. We're both you're level 23, a little Charmander with you. Now, we can't trade because you actually have to be in the vicinity of the other person to trade. So you got to come to Seattle. So we can just see what each other's doing. We can't. We can gift things, which is mm-hmm. nice, but we can't trade, which I think is weird. I mean, if I can send you a gift, you think I could trade with you. I don't Impossible. know what, what the thinking is there, but um, I know it's cool. You know, I like the fact that I hate the friends code thing. I think that there could definitely, they need to tie in some, obviously the usual suspects, Twitter, Facebook, all that kind of stuff, Nintendo, tie all those in so that you just quickly can see who's already logged in and you could just add them. Uh, I think that would be a benefit to it, but I I love the fact that we have friends now, and I think that now that it's kind of built in, we're going to see that feature maybe fleshed out a little bit more over time, and maybe more you know working into it, and that's that's awesome. Yeah, little by little. This this weekend history was made. 
people may have heard that there was a Splatfest and it was pulp versus no pulp. Now, me being an adult that likes healthy things, uh, I am pulp drinker. I was team pulp. James, on the other hand, opted to be no pulp. Well, my friends, as it turns out, Team Pulp was heavily fortified with vitamin C and crushed the competition, even though we were outnumbered like two to one (laughs) in popularity. (laughs) We crushed it. So next next story. That's all we have to say about that. (laughs) Uh, Some quick uh, game announcements that I'll go through uh, before we get into my awesome accessory announcement is a game I've been waiting for from a long time from Chucklefish and Cardboard Robot Games, uh, Pocket Rumble, which is this really cool 2D Smash Brothers-ass fighting game. It just looks amazing. It looks so cool and so hip. Uh, They announced like a long, long time ago. It's very inspired by Neo Geo, Pocket, color type games. Uh, it's a very simple two-button control system, so you can just share the joy. Uh, this is the Chucklefish is also the publisher of Wargroove. They also done you know work with uh, Stardew Valley and things like that uh, for publishing rights, which is cool. They make a whole bunch of cool things, uh, and I'm super excited about it. That comes out on July 5th, so we'll be talking about it in the next week or two, and I'm totally going to pick it up. Um, yeah, I saw that. It looks really cool. Yeah. I'm also excited for this next um, beta that will be coming out, Arena of Valor. We'll be doing a closed beta on June 28th, and it'll be running for two weeks. So I think right now you could go to their site and register to get in on that. I had not heard about this. Apparently, I was way like out of the loop, but this is a super, super popular MOBA on mobile. And apparently, this is a huge game with 200 million registered players and it regularly hits 80 million daily active users that's crazy Crazy numbers and so you know i think this could potentially be a huge win for switch and uh if it if it does well and this beta runs pretty smoothly and from what I'm hearing that it's not just a port, they actually rebuilt a lot of it so that it was more optimized for the switch and would run better and look better on it. So I think, you know, with those kind of numbers, even a fraction of them playing on the switch would be, would sell some, some consoles. Yeah. It has that Fortnite kind of feel where there's so many players and just so many people kind of come over to the switch and you just see everyone playing and you're like, Oh, how do I get that? And you're like, Oh, it's on the switch. Like, Oh, cool. I'm going to get a switch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what else do we got? We got a new accessory that I'm crazy excited for. Cause you know, I love to kickstart everything in the world. <laughs> and, uh, this thing is from fan gamer fan gamer, uh, is a website where they do kind of promotional different crossover things for games. Like they did some stuff for undertale and t-shirts and pins and buttons but they're kind of breaching into their own stuff, I guess. And uh, they had this idea, which is a genius idea, which uh, they call the flip grip, which is to unlock vertical mode gaming on your Nintendo Switch. So if you think about how your Switch works today, it's always horizontal. Well, if you're playing games such as iKaruga or um, any of the pinball games or Dig Dug or things like that, you get these sidebars because the games were in the arcade. So they're vertical by choice. 
Uh, and in fact, Ikaruga, like they all have these modes to flip it into vertical and you can play it vertical, which is really, really nice. Um, and they uh, are coming out with this really cool dock, you know, and it docks your switch, but also your Joy-Con grips or, or, or just or without your grips, too, because it has a kickstand on it. It's only twelve dollars and they have already uh, made all of their pledges. They're at about ninety thousand dollars, five thousand backers. Uh, with only been, been on there for like six days uh, and their goal is 42,000. So they're pretty good. They're based out of Arizona and they have a good team behind it. I pre-ordered two, one for me and one to give away on the show. So when that comes in, we'll do a prize giveaway collaboration and I'll link to the Kickstarter if you're interested. It's pretty rad. And I like that the Joy-Cons are slipping in. I don't know if it's still going to, I can't charge obviously the Joy-Cons at the same time, but I like that the kickstand is built right in very sleek. Uh, and they're right now is today, maybe like 20 games or so either out or coming soon. That'll be compatible. A lot of just kind of classic games, but at the same time, things like pinball FX three, which we're huge fans of and Ikaruga, which is one of my all time favorite games of all time. We'll, we'll work with it, which I absolutely think is rad. This thing looks really cool. I'm it's just, it's really smart. It's a smart design, what they're doing. I'd be interested to see if this does really well, if Nintendo actually puts out something official. Mm-hmm. You know, they say, oh, wow, we kind of missed the boat on that. Maybe we should put out something of our own. And I, that would be cool too, but I think this was smarter than them. I mean, we talked about, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say they stole your idea, but <laughs> they probably are heavily influenced by it. They probably listened to the podcast and they knew you did a 3d print of a, a vertical stand. So they knew it was possible. They could at least throw you a free version of this. Yeah. I mean, they're obviously huge listeners of the dispatch and uh, basically number one fans. Yeah, I mean, that's that's cool. It's cool, guys. Good luck. So top of the charts, we talked about this and I I think I, I don't think we were dead on the money, but the top five blowing me away with number one is Minecraft. Oh, my God. We amazing. said it would be in the top 15 for sure. And we th- threw around the idea of it maybe beating out. But I was convinced Mario Tennis was going to take it. Mm-hmm. So with the new release, Minecraft to the top of the charts, followed by Hollow Knight, which I'm going to be getting because nice. I can hear I hear nothing but amazing things about it. So I'm convinced now to get it. Uh, number three is Mario Tennis Aces. Number four is Splatoon 2. And number five is Overcooked, which that little guy's kind of just hanging in there. I, I'm surprised they're still up there. And then I think we mentioned these last week. They were still coming in as new on the debut, but it's the arcade archives donkey kong in the top 15 and paladins so they still broke in to the top 15 yeah i really am interested to see what you think of hollow knight and we will await your review uh Mm -hmm. but there are so many games this week and quite a few that i'm really interested in you want to break it down absolutely so starting out june 26 we have Luminous Remastered. We had a long discussion on how to say this name, and I think the verdict is in. It is Luminous Remastered. $15. It's an AD, HD remaster of the original game, and it's a music puzzle game, kind of like a tetris meets, I don't know, some other music game. <laughs> then you have <laughs> De Blob for $30, 3D platformer. Uh, I guess it's Cubic Color. Looks kind of like Death Squared to me, which I really enjoyed Death Squared, but it looks very similar. Airmail, 
Mario Rabbids Donkey Kong Adventure, the DLC. And then Wise. Yeez. Yeez? Yeez. Yeez. Lacrimosa of Dana. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. It. Yes. So, yes, the Yeez series is a long running series from Nice America. Uh, and this is like the first time that there's been an entry in the series. So if you're looking for a good JRPG, this would definitely be for you. It's a retail release. Uh, actually, I was really surprised. Mario and Rabbids Donkey Kong Adventure, we had talked about this. We had talked about uh, it coming out and they're making this big thing. And it came out for people that had purchased the you know Ultimate Edition or whatever. I didn't do that. But I was really surprised that it's actually only $15. I thought it, for some reason it was like $30 or something. Uh, but it's only $15 for the DLC, so I'm totally going to pick it up. I'm all yeah, I was it. thinking 30 I don't know where we got that number from, but 15 seems ridiculously low uh, for such a great game and such a, a, a large uh, download. It seems like it's yeah. a lot of content. Yeah, I'm going to definitely pick it up, and then we can report back on that because I did love that game a whole bunch, just like I love Lumines. If you will, <laughs> Lu, Lumines, Lumines. I, I've pronounced it a thousand different ways. I'll probably pick that up at some point, maybe when it, if it goes on sale or so, because I was a huge fan. Originally, it was only on like the Sony PSP, like back in the day, and then it came to mobile, came to a bunch of other things. So I was a huge fan of of uh, games like that. I was I was thinking I wanted to. There's a lot of puzzle games, a lot of very similar games coming out this week, um, but that was one that looked really good to me and i remember hearing a lot of great stuff about it back when it was originally out so it seems like some now maybe times to strike on that one yeah so we have june 27th just one release angels of death <sighs> scary <laughs> so june 28th this is a 3ds game sanrio characters pick cross and ifo those are the two 3ds games then you have the journey down chapter two we mentioned the first one uh, i think last week it came out chapter one it's a point and click adventure real cool uh, rastafarian art style really interesting music then you have photon cube paranautical activity this is a definitely you described it as super weird first person shooter and that pretty much sums it up it looks like a minecraft inspired first person shooter with techno dubstep music in the background yes they kind of weird they described it as kick bleep dubstep soundtrack that was on the <laughs> there list. You go. exactly nailed it uh then we have no heroes here moto gp 18 limbo and outside grave danger inside fossil inside not outside <laughs> <laughs> Did I say inside? You said outside. Limbo and, uh, limbo and inside. I don't know what I was even reading then. Grave Danger, Fossil Hunters, Figment, and Dream Alone. Lots of games. Whew. Lots of games. Have you played Limbo or Inside? That's from the same dev, I believe, correct? <laughs> I've, I've only played Limbo and Outside, so uh, I don't know about this Inside game. I don't know. <laughs> but I did play Limbo. Um, I was not a huge fan. So I will say that I was very excited for Inside before I played Limbo. Then I played it and I was kind of like, I don't know if I want to go back. And then after playing Little Nightmares, which they seem all very similar, I'm not, I don't know if I can go back to that genre right now. I'm just kind of burnt out on it. Um, Limbo is beautiful, but 
I kind of had the same feeling as Little Nightmares where I was just kind of bored after a while. There's no real clear uh, storyline or anything like that. I'll be interested if you end up picking it up, I'll really be interested to see what you think of it. It is beautiful, just kind of slow for me. Yeah, we'll see. I th- There's a few things on this list that intrigue me. Figment looks really cool. It's like this action adventure. I don't know. It's really this cool hand-drawn world, like platformer. Uh, it looks really in- inspiring to me. That might be beautiful. Cool. Yeah, very beautiful. If you have kids, mm-hmm. the Fossil Hunters uh, is a four-player fossil adventure game where you mine and dig for fossils and then build dinosaurs out of those fossils. So cool family collaborative game. I was watching the trailer. I was like, this looks like whatever, but I was like, I could see how so many kids would really enjoy this kind of digging and putting these pieces of the puzzle together. So it's kind of, kind of interesting, but yeah, definitely. So then to round out the week, June 29th, we have waking violet anima gate of memories, crash bandicoot and sane trilogy that, uh, that includes crash bandicoot, crash bandicoot two cortex strikes back crash bandicoot three warped and then wolfenstein two, the new colossus mm-hmm. yes i like i said earlier was very very interested in it because won tons of award uh, awards like 2017 best action game you know it's a first person action kind of adventure but mostly first person shooter action ish game and yeah, you wrote something really interesting in our show notes we have these all these beautiful show notes because michael has a lot of spare time to put these together and uh know that you will need a micro SD card. If you don't have a micro SD card for your switch, I don't know how you're living with yourselves because mine is like a ginormous one, but you can get like 128 jigs for like 30 bucks or whatever now. So go go get one of those, but this will require a 32, 23 gigabyte download to play. Ooh, it's big. That's hefty. Yeah. You, that's that more hefty. That's more than what's left over in the inside of of the switch. So you're going to need that. Now, do you think that Nintendo will ever, like, do they need more than 32 gigs or maybe they'll eventually just bundle an SD card in that thing? I think it would be better for them to just bundle it. I don't have any problem with buying SD cards and throwing those bad boys in there. Um, yeah, I, I don't see why they would maybe that. I mean, people have been talking about this sort of switch pro coming down the Mm. line at some point and maybe when that eventually does hopefully not anytime soon but maybe when that eventually does that will be the one that has a larger hard drive built into it but i don't think there's a need i I don't i'm okay with a an sd card yeah same so what do you think is going to top the charts i'm gonna say it's gonna be wolfenstein Mm, i think minecraft <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess that's probably going to just be there for a while. Um the Limbos may make a mark on there because a lot I know a lot of people love those games. But yeah, it's probably going to just be Minecraft for like 6 months. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just Minecraft and Hollow Knight. That's what that's what it's going to be. <laughs> My thought is is with you. I believe that Minecraft will top I think Wolfenstein will break into the top 15. I don't think that it will go beyond that. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I don't know why. Uh, maybe because it's sixty dollars. If it's forty dollars, I'd almost probably insta buy it. You know, just mm-hmm. because it's been out for a while. I do think that Limbo. I bet it's going to break top five. That's my that's my breakdown because it's only like twenty bucks or whatever, ten twenty bucks. I think that will break into the top top five. That's my pick. Okay, mm-hmm. I like it. So then to round us out, our favorite topic: what you playing? 
Oh my goodness. So I, you know, had a big grand adventure this weekend, uh, as we mentioned in the beginning. So I kind of took a little, little time off from my switch. However, I tried to make it a goal to get all the way through the Octopath Traveler demo. And I'm almost all the way through because it's three hours max, as you know, and we talked about last week. And this game just continues to delight me. I have now picked up. It's interesting because in the game, you run into some corridors where you can't go here. I accidentally went to like a level like 26 area and it's got my butt handed to me. It was I just got stomped. I was like, well, not going in here anymore. Uh, and then I went and I just kind of was exploring and ran into another town and I a whole nother story united with my story, which I thought was really unique because you and I picked different characters. I ran into the scholar uh, and the scholar is able to talk to people, but then like investigate them and get a bunch of information about that is really interesting. Uh, I thought it was really cool. So I'm, I'm almost done with the the demo, if you will. But remember, your adventure crosses over. But now I'm in a state of mind where do I want to start over from scratch again or do I want to keep this gameplay? I don't know. I don't I don't know. I know you've been playing it, too. Mm. Yeah, I finished my de- I I ran out of time more than got to the point where I met anybody else. I just oh. kind of actually what happened to me is I was I didn't buy anything for my life. And I got to a part where I was working my way to the next village and I got in a battle where it just keep kept killing me over and over. Eventually I was able to win the battle, but I died a lot because I was just kind of, I hadn't, you only had a limited amount of life and I had no way of healing myself. So I kept getting stuck. Um, so I just eventually ran out of my three hours, but it it's fantastic. I'm really enjoying it. I didn't even think about the idea of playing it again as somebody else, but because I, I'm, I like the guy I picked, I went with the thief and I'm enjoying that story. But I guess if you only have, you know, if you if you already know it, you could run through it again when you get the official game. But I, I think for me, it's something I'm picking up for sure. I really enjoy this. Yeah, it's super good. I'm really excited for it. And I feel like it's a really big game that you could play a lot of times. So we'll see if we ever get through it. <laughs> uh, I also picked up a little non switch game. Um, just so you know, this is happening. I picked up drop mix. Do you know about drop mix? Uh, I'm not sure. So drop mix, if you go and Google that really quick, it is from our good friends over at harmonics, you know, harmonics, you love mm-hmm. harmonics, not to be confused with drop box. This is drop, drop a mix, uh, drop mix is a music based card game and it retails uh, usually for a hundred, but I got it for $50 on best buy. And what's cool about drop mix is that you get all these cards and it's a two to four player game and you have decks and you kind of go back and forth and play these cards that different music like vocals or guitar or different instruments make. And it has a weird scoring system, but it's really fun because there's all this music that, you know, and you're kind of going back and forth. It's pretty cool. I, uh, I'm into it. I think right now it's on target for like, you know, 45 bucks. Yeah, it's a good deal. Uh, I'd, I'd recommend it. And it just works with any phone. So, yeah, it's really cool. I've seen a, a friend of mine has this and they were playing and it. it. It looks very cool. Um, it's just, it seems like it's, it's a game, but I, you're just making interest in music, right? Is there a game that goes along with it that allows that to happen? Or is it just kind of making beats and how does it work? There's a few different modes. It's really freaking cool. So there's a few modes. There's a battle mode where it's you against another person or two on two. And there's different rules. So there's colors that in your deck, so green and blue and red, and you can only put those down 
on certain areas of the game board and there's different levels. So there's one to three. So essentially you can put down a card and you get a point, but if you put down a card uh, and a color that's not on the board, you get a bonus point and you can only put a higher or the same level card on it. But at the same time, you can play two cards or you can hit the drop mix, drop mix button and wipe out potentially other people's cards to reduce their score. So there's a, quite a few little things going on. However, at the same time, there's just a party mode where you can just create a bunch of music and save your mixes and things like that, too. So you don't even have to play against each other if you're just like kids want to put down cards. Uh, so it's pretty cool. But it's awesome. Yeah. So like you, I just I didn't play a lot this week. I did finish the Octopath Traveler demo. Um, and, and then I just did some Pokemon go. So I was playing with like the friending and things like that, but that was it for me. I didn't really put a whole lot of time on the switch, unfortunately. Yeah, it's, it was a rough week for me, but I think that with some of these new games coming out, I have, a uh, quite, a quite a few adventures that bestow upon me in the future. <laughs> cool. I think that's going to do it for this week's Nintendo dispatch. Well, you know, you can follow us everywhere on the internet. I'm at James Montemagno at MS Rivette on the Twitter. We're also at Dispatch Podcast, which is a place that you can follow. And we tweet out a whole bunch of news, uh, cool things, all of our cool contest winners. And of course, the latest and greatest episodes of Nintendo Dispatch. You go to NintendoDispatch.com to subscribe on your favorite podcast application. We're everywhere. Every single one of them. You can get us. And if you're using Apple Podcasts, it'd be awesome if you could leave us a review. Uh, We would love you absolutely forever. So until next week, that is going to be Nintendo Dispatch.